So what the heck are you supposed to share on social media? What will you boost on Facebook or LinkedIn? What will you email your list about? Something that isn't boring. How will you prove to a journalist that you are an expert? I hope your answer to these questions isn't other people's content. What do your blog, your book, your website, your newsletter, all of your content have in common? They belong to you. No one else has a claim on them. You made them and you roll over your content like a lion rules over the savannah. But not the part in the shadows. Never go there, Simba. We've saved the best part of Peso for last. Everything we do has to start from the ground up. If you're not creating your own content, articles, white papers, books, videos, podcasts, newsletters, etc., then you're missing the opportunity to control the conversation and feed all of the other aspects of Peso in your communications plan. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Hey again, I'm glad you're back. So in the last three episodes, we've looked at a different letter in the PESO acronym. We started with paid media, then dove into earned media, and last time we covered shared media, also known as social media. But, and this is the kicker here, none of the other types of media will get you very far unless you have this last letter under your belt. As you are probably well aware by now, that O stands for owned media. This is the stuff your company owns. It's content, the content you produce and hold the copyright to. Owned may be the last letter of the peso model, but we've definitely saved the best for last. When using the peso model to outline a solid communication strategy, you really need to start from the ground up. And that means content. It's your blog. It's your website. It's the books and keynotes and speeches and presentations and podcasts and videos and webinars and ebooks and white papers, everything that you create. Without it, you cannot get the attention of journalists. You don't have anything to promote in social, and you certainly can't do any social media advertising. Remember, you need owned media so you can share it on social media to drive visitors to your website boost it through the social networks to reach your target audience, include it in your email marketing campaigns, prove to a journalist that you and your executive team are industry experts, build valuable industry relationships through amplifying and elevating your peers' ideas, showcase customer-created content about your brand. With owned media, instead of waiting for something interesting to happen to react to, you remain in control of the conversation you can flip the communications model and have something to talk about every single day. Let's dive into owned media by first throwing best practices out the window. There aren't any best practices when it comes to owned media. Now, I'm sure you're rolling your eyes as you hear me say this, but it's completely true. Just like how no one can tell you how to live your best life, no one can tell you how to excel at creating your owned content. Jay Okunzo, who created the award-winning podcast Unthinkable, said, Exceptional work happens when you find and follow what makes you an exception. And he is completely right. So I guess that wraps up this episode. If you enjoyed this show, make sure to go to spinsucks.com slash... Just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I do have more to say about Owned Media today. Lots and lots more. Just because there are no best practices when it comes to Owned Media doesn't mean we can't teach you how to best structure your communication strategy around your content. 
So while understanding that best practices are for the birds, here are some key things to keep in mind so you can work on what makes you an exception. Number one, your content cannot be boring. I mean it. This drives me crazy. We all know it. We all live it. We all get boring content and then we get behind our computer screens and we create boring content. It cannot be boring. This doesn't mean you always need to churn out clickbait or fall into the trap of being edgy only for the shock value. That also gets old after a while. But you do have to break away from the monotone sea of other content out there. So ask yourself, what distinguishes you? How are you memorable when compared to your competition? I'll share with you one of my favorite examples. It's maybe familiar to some of our longtime blog readers tuning in. But a long, long time ago, I wrote a blog post about why I don't think highly paid speakers should wear jeans on stage. I know, I know, I know, I know. I got a ton of pushback against that article. Most of it was respectful, thankfully. But it really caught people's attention and it kind of put spin sucks on the map. I do admit I've since softened on my opinion on jeans. I certainly think there's a gigantic difference between looking like you rolled out of bed and wearing jeans that are neat and fit you well. But the fact that I put it out there and it was so controversial, I mean, really controversial, is what began to gain us some awareness. Of course, the landscape out there is different today. A blog post like that published today probably wouldn't drive business for us the way it did, nor would it convert leads, which seem to be the sum game of owned media today. But it did gain us tons of new subscribers and the attention of some of the industry's major influencers. And to this day, people still give me a hard time about my opinion on jeans, to which I almost always respond, it was eight years ago, people, as I stand in front of them in my jeans, not on stage, but in person. So that's number one. Number one, your content cannot be boring. Number two, your content has to be readable by both humans and search engines. This is really crucial, especially if you're the little guy or a newcomer or you have something to prove David versus Goliath style. You have to focus on your priority keywords. I'll repeat that. You have to focus on your priority keywords. And here's the rub. Your keyword may not be what has high search volume or high competition. As communicators, it's likely that on some level we're going to be competing with one another for some of the same phrases, such as public relations, social media, content marketing. If you want to be found for media training or public relations or media relations, it's likely you're going to have a hard time competing against the first results on the first page of Google, which are Wikipedia, Forbes, and PRSA. And it's highly likely your website won't show up on the first page of those results. However, we each have our areas of expertise, which means we'll have to identify differentiated phrases that we can individually compete on. Or to look at another example, let's say you sell copiers. You likely cannot compete with the search term copiers on search engine results unless you're Xerox, but you might be able to compete with what are the best all-in-one copiers on the market. So whether you want to compete using the word keyword copiers or the keyword media relations, you have to get really smart about how you use it in your content to climb the ranks and get on the first page of results. You need to be purposeful and intentional with how you define your priority keywords. To figure out what your target keywords or phrases should be, you should do this four-step exercise. Number one, write down all of the questions you were asked in new business or sales meetings or ask your sales team to let you know. Number two, write down all of the questions your customer service department is asked. Number three, 
Go to your website or your internal server, Dropbox or Google Drive, and grab your most frequently asked questions sheet. Number four, go into your sent mail and scroll through to see what kinds of questions your clients are asking that you're writing long answers to in email every day. Now you have four different buckets for content keyword ideas. This is your starting point. If you're being asked all of these questions, this is what people are looking for and searching for. If you have the answers and you're best suited to provide the solutions, They should be finding you when they search these things. Take the answers to the questions you just wrote down and distill them into keywords or keyword phrases. For example, I'll share with you one of mine. A question I get asked very often is, what is the difference between media relations and publicity? My keyword phrase then could be media relations versus publicity or publicity versus media relations. Your priority keywords are extremely important. Figure them out focus on them, and talk about everything you can related to them. So here's the strategy we use to generate content ideas. We start with our primary keyword. We take that topic, so let's say it's media relations versus publicity, and we turn it into a headline, which then it could be, what is the difference between media relations versus publicity? This is your main content topic. Now you want to think about three topics that splinter off that topic. So you have your main topic, which is media relations versus publicity, and then three topics that splinter off. So it could be, you know, the pros and cons of media relations versus publicity. They're the same thing. (laughs) So you think about those kind of things. And then you want to break those three topics into three subtopics each. So now you have three, six, nine, 10, 13 relevant pieces of content that you can create to add to your own media campaigns. It definitely gets easier and easier the more you do it. So once you get in the habit, you'll be able to take any primary keyword or keyword phrase and turn it into dozens, scores even, of great pieces to use and share. Remember, while it's important to have priority keywords and phrases, you're still writing for human beings. So you have to make sure that it fits into a headline and into content topics. Before we close today's episode, I want to issue you a challenge. Identify one of your primary keywords and follow the steps I gave you today. Come up with one topic, three related subtopics, and nine headline ideas, and then share them. You can post them on our Facebook page, share them in the SpinSucks community, which you really can find and join at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. Or if you're feeling confident in threads, tweet them to at spinsucks. I can't wait to see what you come up with. And if you're exceptionally clever, we might share your brilliance on a future episode. That's all for this week's folks. And next week we have something pretty different for you. I know you've been waiting for it. My team's been waiting for it. My mom's been waiting for it. I'm kind of dreading it. It's an Ask Jenny Anything show. We'll see you there. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 